Alright, we're good. Live. We are live. Episode 11. Yeah. Uh, Episode 11, dang. Sweet. It's feeling good. Coming around. In the double digits thoroughly. Getting some followers, some downloads, some stuff like that. Some legitimate yeah. feedback from organic human beings. That's cool. Yeah, off air, Mike just gave me an Instagram lesson. Yeah. And, uh, like, yeah, that's kind of neat. That's. I'm not an Instagram pro by any means, but it's definitely, I've had former pages and stuff that I've, like, uh-huh. just experimented with and totally sucked at. So, like, I know what, I don't know anything, but I know some things that don't work. Ah, very uh, So, going off that and then trying some other things. Well, that's how you learn, man. Yeah. Yeah. But I think as long as we keep pumping out value, that's really all it boils down to, I think. As long as we're valuable to people, they'll want to listen, pump out, whatever, they'll start grabbing what we have to offer. So yeah. hopefully maybe a little bit of cash money. Try what you hear <laughs> and uh, tell your friends to listen. Yeah. <laughs> tell your friends, tell us stuff. Like if you listen yeah. to an episode, if it makes you feel something, tell us. Give us some stuff. feedback, man. Yeah, definitely. We can read it. We can have you on. We can talk. Anything. Yeah, there's a whole futon right here for guests, bro. Dang. Everyone fits. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it may as well be a therapy couch. Like, that's, it's comfortable. It is super comfortable. It's comfortable. It's a comforting place. Talk yeah. about all your stories. That's that's what the place is for, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, and today's blend, we're just going classic front porch. Can't go wrong. Front porch on the coffee press. It's cold here today. and uh, I picked up some right. of... Uh, Silver Bridge is uh, oh, you got the, Buckeye Buzz. Oh, you got the Buckeye Buzz? I've yeah. never had the Buckeye. It's pretty but, good. Yeah. Straightforward, very similar, actually. But Oh, very cool. Um, mm. Nothing like the Snow Angel, though. Snow, Snow Angel is just some next-level stuff. That's some good stuff, isn't it? I got Brooke on that. She loves it. I'm like, yeah. yeah. It's good stuff. No, that is. It's some, it's some serious. Uh, like, I don't know what's in it. I don't want to know. Crack. <laughs> you don't tell me. Crack. Oh. Um, yeah, it's super good. Uh, that's my weekend coffee, man. I'll make it last. Yeah. For real, but um, put some Irish butter in it. I was I. The funny thing is, like I had <laughs> I had some Irish butter and then I ran out and then you told me that and I was like, fuck. <laughs> I sometimes I'll do Irish butter and agave. Mm. That's good in anything, mm-hmm. but like in Snow Angel, oh, it's nice. It's next level. Uh, yeah, Snow Angel is super good. Um, I had oh uh, Hugh Jackman has his coffee company. I've heard about that. Yeah, Laughing Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have some. Ooh. I had a at my parents actually some of the K cups, pretty good. Oh, right on. What it is? I'm personally against K cups. Um, I, I, I don't do Keurig. I not like, my favorite by any means. Yeah. Uh, but if it creates hot bean water, I mean hot bean water. If that's what you need, man, that's what you need. It's yeah. quick. It has li- little waste and cleanup. It's easy to do. It's better than nothing. Yeah, better than nothing is, for what it is. Which was the choice if I didn't. Well, so. well, I mean, my lifestyle uh, allows me to be. Not just a coffee snob, but a coffee preparation snob. Because I'm mostly home. Mm-hmm. So I can put time into my arrow presses and my coffee presses and, and all that. And start a nice fire and get the embers down. I mean, cooking. yeah. That's, that's actually going to happen here pretty soon. But I have a, I have a, um, an e-brick. I make Turkish coffee. And I can't heat that thing right to save my life. So I'm yeah. either going to get some sand and put it in a pot and heat it on my stove, or we're going out back. Yeah. When the weather gets warm, Torching. we're probably going to have a live episode of me making Turkish coffee, like, in the embers. Badass. <laughs> it's going to be cool. Uh, so, um, today, talk about the motivation. Motivation, yeah. Yeah. And so, I want to differentiate between inspiration and motivation as being inspired doesn't necessarily lead to action. Like, 
sometimes I train and I put on a cool documentary to have on while I'm training because it inspires me, makes me feel good about myself. But does it make me train? Um, sometimes, I mean, I copy a lot of stuff. But motivation predicated on action. Mm-hmm. I'm motivated to do this, so I'm going to go do it in some way. So, yeah, that's as, a, as, as, as deep as I want to start, I guess. But, I mean, uh, fighting is as real as it gets. I mean, if you have to fight someone and you know that for like eight weeks from now that you're going to fight someone, like you're going to do fucking everything you can to I'll talk about motivation. Or, or do too much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, like, yeah. You're going to do everything and anything you can to hope that you come out on top. Yeah. And oddly enough, though, the people that do the best don't give a fuck about the fight. Mm-hmm. They're like, I'm just here. Yeah. I mean, the legends of BJ Penn just like, you know not ever doing anything and mm-hmm. becoming the best fighter in the world getting his black belt in like three and a half years yeah. in jiu-jitsu or something and just just that guy yeah. Like, yeah exactly and then he started carrying and started kicking people's heads off yeah I mean we all remember Scary. the Diego Sanchez fight yeah. holy crap the one kick BJ Penn ever threw the one head kick ever and Murder did that to a guy's head his face yeah <laughs> was a good fight though that was a great fight yeah I think I own that one I'm trying to get my that generation of DVDs down. I want all my favorite fights before it disappears. That's an interesting look at motivation from like a third party perspective is BJ Penn's career. Like you see him sometimes when he's motivated, he beats the shit out of people. When he's not, he gets beat up. Like, yeah. But sometimes when he's not, he wins too. That's, though. Yeah, that's that's what makes him different. I think. Yeah, he's sometimes just, when he's not, he still makes it happen. That's what makes him really good. Yeah, he's just that guy. Um, I mean, he's that's the kind of guy you're like, fuck, man, he's that, that guy. Fucking guy. <laughs> Damn it. He's an anomaly in nature. (laughs) Yeah. But that's why we love him. Right. Because he's an anomaly. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No. What motivates you in terms of... Well, let's go back to competition and then to today. So what what motivated you? Competition motivates you today. Oh, okay. Competition-wise, that's a a weird one for me sometimes because I don't know where it started. Like, I don't know how I ended up like loving to compete it was a weird thing because i initially didn't i didn't they didn't like i was like i like to fight people but i never thought about doing it yeah and then like everyone i trained with started getting into it and then being my buddy me and my, my my friend that i've talked about that we inadvertently had the same tattoo now um he's he got really good he was like a grown man at 15 so he got really good really fast and I was the only person that could hang with him and train with him on a regular basis. And, like, he was really the only person that could hang with me and train with me the way we did. And we just sort of fed off each other. And, like, because he, he got into it first, and he was like, Mike, you're really good at this. You should try it. And I'm like, I like training it. I'll try it. And I yeah. tried it, and it was fun. And then, then you know, I'm here. Like, it was just weird. Yeah. It was, yeah. But now, nowadays, um... I'll tell you, I'll take you back, let me take you back to 2013, when I finally figured out what the hell was wrong with my hips, and I was shocked by it, like, it's, I should be, it made sense, but all my bones are deformed and shredded labrums and stuff, and I'm sitting there, I'm talking to my surgeon, and he goes, I can do this for you, but, but why, what do you want to get out of it? And my daughter had just turned four, and she's sitting on my lap, and she's coloring on the paper at the hospital, you know. And I'm like, man, honestly, I just want to be able to sit on the floor and play with my kid and then get up and be fine. Like, he, like we hugged. It was cool, man. Like, my surgeon's the man. Yeah. But um, 
and then that just kind of becomes it. Like I like, I like being a parent that can jump off stuff and flip around and play with my kid, but also be strong enough and healthy enough to like she was sick over the weekend. I basically just held her all night. Woke up, checked on her, did what she needed. Doesn't matter. Like I can do that. I can not sleep. I can, you yeah. know. You're comfortable with being uncomfortable with that helper. But I'm also physically able to pull it off and yeah. not be overly like run down the yeah. next day. Most people they do that, they're dead for two days. Right. I'm like, eh. I think I'm gonna eat a little more. I may have two cups of coffee today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, and so, I mean, that's a big motivation for me now. But then, you know, if you just go back, you know, in my little kid mind, I just I just want to be able to, you know, kick ass. Yeah. I mean, seriously, it's just a fun thing to do. Why not? You know? Exactly. Why not? You know, you have a body. You can use it. If you'd like to have physical confrontation with people, why not be good at it? Exactly. It's, it's just fun, man. That reminds me of uh, a, Dan, a Dan and Osana quote. Ooh. Um... Love is the highest art. In ancient times, you trained so hard not for the sake of killing people, but for the love of your family, for the love of your mother, your father, your children, your tribe, and your body. It is the love of life. That's why we train so hard, so you can preserve life. Which pretty much sums it up. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty uh, much what I do. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, I, I had to restructure some thinking semi-recently and look back. I'm like, oh, like, why are you doing this? Or, like, why do you do what you do? This, that, whatever. been and no one had asked me that for a long time, so I didn't really have a current answer for it. Mm-hmm. So then I had to look back and reflect and be like, well, why, why the fuck am I doing it? Because <laughs> um, you forget. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely easy to forget and get wrapped up in other stuff, but then it, it boils down to love. Like, just, yeah. if I am with my family and I need to do something and I, I want to protect them effortlessly. Uh, you know what I mean? But I'm, let's define protection, though. Mm-hmm. Everyone wants to go to the whole mugger thing. Sure. Which, but no, protection is like... I'm talking more, even more so like emotional just a, protection. Emotional protection, <laughs> just a day-to-day strength of you can be the go-to guy in your family. Be a pillar. And if someone needs you, you can be there, and you're yeah. not going to be tired, you're not going to complain, you're not going to be negatively affected by having to stay up all night to take care of someone or mm-hmm. something. You can If you can mm-hmm. do something unpleasant with a smile on your face, like that's going to make... But Someone not else. even see it as unpleasant. Right, exactly. It's like, not unpleasant to you because you're strong enough to handle exactly. it physically, emotionally, mentally. Exactly. And that's where that's where training comes in. I mean, but not even training, like, like classic training, but like when you're scrubbing the floors at the gym late at night. Oh, I love to do that. That's what I'm talking about. Like that's yeah. when you're like scrubbing the floors late at night at the gym. That transfers when you're scrubbing vomit off the floor at 3 a.m. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that mm-hmm. sort of. Yeah, it comes back to the ritual of the training and cleaning everything. Then it comes back, and that's what transfers to life. Uh, um, and the fact that you can sit there and find pleasure in both things, or I think uh, that's important. I mean, that you know, I remember mopping the floor at the school back in Athens. I used to listen to this tape called "Traditional Sounds of the Orient." It was like this old ass Korean music. Wish I still had that tape. And just I loved mopping the floor. Just cleaning the mats is just good stuff, man. It's so much fun to clean the school, but it just—it was a part of training. Exactly. You know. But um, I tell you, the idea for this episode, where it came from, was a couple weeks ago. My daughter gets off the bus, and she'd been trying to make this thing for um, invention convention. She couldn't get this prototype down, and it was bugging her. And she was going to just be like, "Ah, I'm not going to go." And she gets off the bus, and she's like, "We got to do it. Like, I got to get this done." 
Is it a cool? It was a cool idea. And like, so I'm like, all right, you know what materials you need. She's like, yes. I'm like, all right, run a target, get this stuff. And we're sitting there like trying to figure it out. And she's like, like, I'm like, I can't help you that much, but I'll help you a little bit because you got to build it yourself. Mm-hmm. And I'm not that parent that's gonna like make this yeah, thing yeah. invention and be like, it's it's hers. Yeah. Like no. And she's like, wait a second. And she goes, we need music. We need music. She goes on YouTube. She types in one hour Rocky music. <laughs> one hour of the Rocky theme. Da 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 da. Hour straight. And about five minutes in, she's like, I got it. And we just start going. And like, figured it out. Glue gun. Made the whole cool prototype. And then we're like, I'm going to go box. I want to jump up and punch <laughs> stuff. All right, let's go jump up and punch stuff. And we had to jump up and punch some stuff in the living room. We didn't actually get down here. Yeah. It was really funny. So we're in the living room, like, shadow boxing each other. And then it was like, we get all done, and we're like, oh, it's time for This Is Us. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, inspiration. Like, what does mo- what motivates you to get something done? We're like, one-hour Rocky music on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, I, absolutely. Like, sometimes you need that extra little bit, that extra song or whatever like boom it made all the difference a cup of coffee whatever mm-hmm. get you through the moment but it was just funny it was just that was very much a me and her kind of moment like our brains do work very much very mm-hmm. similar don't they oh, yeah. like, I didn't even think of that and I was like yes that's the perfect thing <laughs> <laughs> yep <coughs> motivation yeah With, uh, I mean even just personally like Sometimes it's like anxiety, depression, whatever. Like it's not easy. Like it's not the yeah. easiest thing to find or whatever. But um, training always gives you that. I think the most direct path to find it. That's true. Well, there's the kind of the other end of it when you don't need motivation. Because that's the other thing. I've been. I'd gotten to the point in my life where I'm like Emil Zetebeck, where he was the greatest runner of the greatest distance runner of the 20th century. Um, I think this is true, but the first time the marathon was in the Olympics, he entered it and won, and he'd never run a marathon in his life. Like, this, he's that guy. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, after the many long years of training, motivation is no longer an issue. Mm-hmm. Training? Oh, well. I'm tired? That's beside the point. It's simply that I have to. Yeah. And I've operated in that, you know, I don't know if I've told it on air, but my It's Thursday story? Like... Like, why'd you train today? Uh, it's Thursday. Yeah. Um, and I've been trying to, like, rewind that. Because here I am, I'm, oh, three years in jiu-jitsu today, Dang. actually. Nice. Today. Yeah. Congratulations. Bam. But, um. Welcome to the Thunderdome. The yeah. Third year chip. It's cool. I'm happy and I'm still a white belt. It's a pleasant thing. That's what I wanted. Like, <laughs> But spend the time. Um, yeah, spend the time at spend the time you need at at like white belt and blue Dude, belt. Every and belt. Every, every belt. belt. Spend time. Spend especially time when you get higher up. Yeah, you don't start be jumping in a rush. Belts there, like, dang, don't be in a rush because you will be you will be hurt. Yeah. It will uh, it will hurt your feelings so if you get bad. jumped up too fast. But uh, I was just thinking about that a lot the other day. Like people were like, oh, I want my this, I want my black belt, I want this. I'm like, why would you want that without? Like. Spending the true and honest time, you gotta pay your dues, yeah, especially with jujitsu. Like, yeah, why wouldn't you want it to be real? Out of you. Yeah, yeah, that's a hard thing to convey to people, though. Until they get destroyed, right? <laughs> yeah, until they get destroyed, and then they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. wow, that's yeah. what that really meant. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but I've been I've been revisiting motivation for myself, and I've been 
I've been kind of at that Emil Zetbeck realm for so long. And I'm like, I need things to be motivated by. I need to go back. Like, I'm not comfortable being motivated by rank. I've yeah. never been, like, with belt rank. But I'm like, how about people? That's why I've, like, upped my, my uh, documentary. Mm-hmm. I've got, like, like is good for documentaries. Mm-hmm. Other martial arts, not so much. But I found, like, three go-tos in my head, and I got them all on DVD for a reasonable price. And I've just been watching them. And I'm like, all right, yeah. that's good motivation. Like, let's follow these guys and emulate that a little bit. And then, you know, other interviews and things with people. And I'm just kind of been revisiting that. Mm-hmm. Of, uh, someone set a standard. I'm going to hit that standard. Yeah. And that's, I remember, like, if I needed motivation, like, specifically for, like, kickboxing training or something like that, I'd watch, like, Ramon Deckers or someone like oh. that who was just, like, so freaking super killer murder ball yeah, yeah. destroyer of worlds <laughs> yeah um did i fight like that no but it, that's still you try yeah you try <laughs> but no but like uh it's motivating mm-hmm. and it kind of put me in the the right mindset mm-hmm. to function the way i needed to and get you in that headspace and yeah. feel it uh mm. Even if you can just channel it just a little bit. It's like a yeah. little bit of his ice cold. You're like, all right, I uh, need that. <laughs> yeah. Especially with striking. Yeah, with striking, I mean, it's, it. yeah, it just hurts more. Yeah. I don't know. It's something about it. There's less room for error. Or, I mean, there's room for error. It's just the consequences are just insane because there's mm-hmm. no tap to face kick. You know, no tap there to stitches. No, no pause before you go, you know, unconscious. Yeah, really. <laughs> Involuntarily yeah. and violently. Yeah. So that it does. It's. I don't know. There's a certain. Uh, I don't know. Level of guts. Yeah. Of just <sighs> go. Yeah. Oh. I know. I used to have anxiety attacks before Saturday training, and I would. I would, like got to the point where I would plan them. Was I had yeah. to drive for two hours, <laughs> and I would have like it's gonna happen here. Okay, <gasps> okay, I'm good. Right. <laughs> and by the time I got there, I'd just be sipping my coffee and be like, "Let's go." Yep. <laughs> Sometimes too, you just need time to freaking center up and get in the zone. Yeah, I mean you have to find it, and you know the best. I mean the best people can just drop in. What was uh, I was listening to uh, the Monday Morning Analyst a little bit this uh, this morning, uh, Luke Thomas. And he was talking about um, John Jones, and just or no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. The time. I was listening to that, but then I was also listening to the Gracie breakdown of the uh, the Bulldog Choke, mm. right? Yes. And it was Henner and Huron that were talking about John Jones possibly always being in kill mode. Like maybe he just operates from his reptile brain at all times and is just always ready to destroy. It's possible because he doesn't seem to have to like go there. He just he's just there. Yeah. That is true. <laughs> Uh, That's an interesting point. But it was a very funny point because you're like, well, kind of, yeah, I I would believe that. (laughs) Is that? Yeah, that's just what he is (laughs) all times, yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, makes you wonder, like, some of his other behaviors are kind of like, yeah, maybe. It makes sense. He's just very compulsive and impulsive and just, like, does stuff to do it. (laughs) Yeah. Like, like, all right, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) something's going on. Yeah. Frontal cortex gets flipped off. He's in a constant flow state, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But can't keep the steroids out of his mouth, though. Well, now let's not let's not go with accusations, mm-hmm. man. I don't know. <laughs> you know, funny thing. I was listening to a uh, Joe Rogan podcast the other day with Lance Armstrong from a few years ago, and it was actually very enlightening because Lance talked about when he and the team 
decided to go on the EPO. So they didn't have a test for EPO back then. And it was like when he realized that the top 20 finishers in the Tour de France were all on the same shit. He's like, they've never been caught. I don't know why they hate me so much. But like every other guy has either been caught or been like, yeah, I was on some stuff the whole time. What's mm-hmm. up? And he's like, all the other winners, like I got the yellow jersey, but there's, you know, the climber and the time that, you know, the, the sprinter that also got jerseys. And they've all admitted to being on some things. I don't know why. Like, he gets all the they, heat. I'm not, they're not getting any heat. I'm the one banned from the sport. Yeah. yeah. Which he was kind of saying, he wasn't making excuses, but he was like, the reason we did it is because everyone else did it. Yeah. Yeah. Like there was no other way. He goes, I firmly believe that if you take away any all, all the performance enhancers, I'm still going to win. Yeah. Because if everyone was on an equal playing field, it, that's how it works out. But they yeah, put themselves on the playing field. But yeah, so that's a weird thing, man. Yeah. It's just like, well, particularly in like fighting too. But in fighting, it's a different story. And like Joe Rogan and him were bringing that up. Like he's like, man, I'm just a guy on a bike who gives a shit. Mm-hmm. You know, y'all are hitting each other. Like yeah, that's yeah. different. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, in fighting, it's a thing. Like, it's, it's just, you know, where Ron Rousey was kind of equated to bring a steel pipe into the cage with you. Um, which isn't Anderson Silva's shin equivalent to a steel pipe now. Anymore. I mean, yeah. well, he's got a rod in it. Yeah. So, <laughs> built in. Doesn't seem to be helping him out too much, though. Well, hey, man, he's 43, and he's been fighting for 20-some years. Yeah. Like, even even the greatest, most invincible person is, you know... Time is undefeated, oh, yeah. dude. I know. I'm saying like he needs to be done. He did probably ten uh, years ago. <laughs> not ten years ago. He was just coming maybe, to his own in maybe his mid thirties. Four years. Four ago. or five years ago. But here's the thing too: is like I take a guy like Anderson Silva. Is you gotta take some uh, gotta take some Batman advice on this one. Bane, you fight like a younger man, mm-hmm. leaving yeah. nothing back, right? You gotta Change fight style. your you gotta fight your age, man. He's a black belt. He can do his, his he mind. Can do what game, you want. You know? But you can't you can't rely on your reflexes because that much slower. Is all it takes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So if you're just that much slower, then be smarter, and you could still be a world beater, just slightly more boring, I guess. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, I think a lot of his career was made on that, you know, highlight real stuff, and then he didn't want to change it. So well, yeah. I mean, if that's what you know, if that's who you are, it's hard to change who right. you are. And then, like, look at Damian Maya. He's been the same thing. Treat <sighs> like tortoise in the hair. Yeah, well, so sprinting through, he's gonna die. He's gonna I don't know if you're not a. <laughs> if you're not a untakedownable person, yeah, Damian Maya does just fine. Do you see his last fight? Mm-hmm. I have to bump it up on yeah, on the plus. He just, I mean, just suction cupped him. He just suction cupped him. Okay, it was it was classic Maya, and it was one of those wins where um, when you fight Lyman Good, where he wasn't even mad. He was just like, "Yeah, you're better today." Wow, that that sucked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like, you can't even, yeah, it was one of those kind of wins. Like, there was no discussion. There was, like, no hard feelings. Just like, yep. You win, I lose. Good deal. Mm-hmm. Good day. Yeah, it was cool, man. It was nice to see Damien Maya in his element. Mm, that's my guy, man. The Mayan Machida are definitely my favorites of all time, I think. I saw Tyrone Woodley got... Got smashed. Yeah, I was surprised by that. I mean, like, two 10-8 rounds. Yeah. Didn't... Um, that was the breakdown I was watching, the Gracie breakdown. They were talking about um, uh, Usman's top control mm-hmm. and what he was doing with that and, like, why it was working. And it was actually – it was really cool, just just smart stuff. But, yeah, I didn't 
I'm not surprised that Usman won. I, I thought it would be closer, though, if he did. And I didn't watch it, but I guess he just smashed him. Like, two 10-8 rounds and just, just, just owned him the whole time. Took him to... Uh, Took him to down. And then the whole Ben Ashkin, Robbie Lawler. That needs to be yeah. a rematch. Yeah, I think there should have been like almost an immediate rematch. Yeah, well, here's the thing with that. Askren was like, nope, I'm not interested. Yeah, in my opinion, I think it was an early stoppage, but it didn't prevent the. It would have been the same outcome. And so what you have here is a case of safety versus excitement. Mm-hmm. Of, I think that bulldog choke was pretty in from what I saw of it. It was on the jaw. But, I mean, we can reference Damian Maia versus um, Rick Story. Yeah. That was a choke on the jaw, and he made mm. blood squirt out of his face. Yeah. I mean, like, a lot of the jaw chokes. I mean, they, they, they can, uh, <laughs> they're going to they're gonna cut, gonna cut circulation off, and it's it's still a blood choke. Mm-hmm. And it's, Just with your jawbone instead with your, of his yeah, arm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Your jawbone's squeezing your arteries. <laughs> and so I think probably, like, I'd like to really see the fight, not just the highlights. If he would have waited five more seconds, Lawler would have been, like, blue and dead, mm. and then everyone would have been pissed. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe you waited so long. It's so horrible. I feel but terrible for UFC refs. Like, I do, too. What a horrible a job. You can't be right. No. Like, there's never... Unless someone's always going to hate you. Yeah. Someone's always going to hate on you for a reason. Yeah. But, I mean, it, at least it's Robbie Lawler, though. Talk about a cool human being. Like, epitome of how you should view this shit. He doesn't care. Yeah. He was mad for five seconds. Yeah. More and then so pers- at himself, probably. Probably, <laughs> yeah. He was probably, yeah. And then he was like, eh, whatever. Yeah. I'm just going to go home and play with my kids. Exactly. Dude. Uh, it's, yeah. Then, again, breaks down his motivation, right? Yeah, his motivation. Fight, but he's also walking out of the cage. He's yeah. Cool. I mean, he is clearly <laughs> a savage, but he is also clearly a really cool family man. Yes. Like, and that's what I mean. Yeah. At the end of the day, that's what he wants to be. And that's just all he wants to be. He's like, this is what I'm good at, and it provides this life, mm-hmm. and I like it, and that's it. Like, it's, Some people I feel like have issues with that. <laughs> yeah, like right. He's a, he's an example of a guy who is just. I don't know. I feel like he's egoless. I really do. Everyone loves him. You know, no one says anything bad about Robbie Lawler. And if they do, they're an ass, and everyone hates them. Yeah. You know? He's one of those guys. Yeah, he's just one of those cool dudes, Like, man. I remember him. Talk about, like, just a career resurgence. Like, wow. Like, I loved his... That's why I liked him as champ. I liked him now. I like I like him now because he's came back. Like, he's yeah, because really, he came back from... Yeah. I mean, you mm-hmm. probably thought he was done, and then he's like, nope. I remember, like, when he came back, and I was like, dang, he's, he's still around? Like, all right. And then, like, he started... Yeah, the shit out of people. I remember that. And he starts stomping everybody, and you're like, "Wow, he's really, really bad." Yeah, like okay, <laughs> that was inspiring. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> On top of motivating. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was, yeah, his comeback after that was pretty remarkable. Yeah, still yeah. is, and he's still, still remarkable. Yeah. I mean, you see how he just hoisted Askren up in the air and threw him on his head like nope ha not yeah, having God. this welcome yeah. to the thunder <laughs> <laughs> you in the big leagues now son yeah. smash your face <laughs> and, but even that he was emotionless about right. I was watching the post fight presser and he's like I was hitting him in the head I, I mean I don't know if I had him finished I was just hitting him in the head yeah <laughs> see that's I think a good example of either someone who just has such a, like a finely tuned reptilian brain and he just turns it off and views it almost like third person and that's that mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's very much like it's the 
any sort of negative emotion of like he doesn't want to hurt people or kill people. Mm. It's his job, and these are the parameters of his work. And he knows when to stop. Like. And he knows exactly when to stop. And it's this is what we signed up for. This is how you punch the clock around here. Yep. I'm going just. I'm going to do the best of my ability, and then I'm going to go home. Yep. <laughs> and it, I mean, depending on how you look at the result, I mean, he fucking. Smashed him and dropped him and I mean, was no one's ever up. smashed Ashkin like yeah, that. Not like, since um the Jay Huron fight. Yeah, and that was that was a what, long time minute. ago. Like all of and that. that was the first minute. All that. All of that. Yeah. So that's like the worst ass whooping Ashkin's ever had. Yeah. So to oh. stretch that time out, five more, six more minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah. Give us a couple rounds of that, and we'll see who's. I mean, my money's on Lawler all day. Uh, ben Ashkin's the man, but I am excited to see how like Ashkin turns out in the UFC because I'm. I think the way he grapples and stuff. I don't like his attitude, but like the way he grapples and stuff. His attitude's grown on me to uh, a certain degree. I, I understand his attitude, but like he could dial down some of the shitty stuff. More. Yeah, he needs to dial down the shittiness. Yeah. I enjoy the honesty. Yeah, that's fine. That I dig that. Me. But like just going but, after people, like I don't think that brings anything to the sport. Well, that's the sport right now. I know. That's, that's what pisses me off about that. the sport. I that's why I'm like boycotting the sport. <laughs> yeah, it's no good, man. Stop acting like that. Be like Robbie Lawler. Be like... Show up and fight and be awesome, and yeah. people will watch. Yeah. You don't need to be on the Instagrams and the things and yelling at people. No. Uh, I mean, Marcelo Garcia, like, he's coming back from an elbow surgery. And Is everyone, he? Yeah, everyone's talking about, like, how he's... He wants to come back to compete. Because, yeah, that's, I didn't know he's coming back from elbow surgery, but that's the yeah. rumor that, like, Marcelo is going to fight again. And his stipulation for all of it is no trash talk. Yes. That's I all he said. Him. Okay, yeah, so <laughs> talking about inspiration and motivation kind of thing is um, one of the three DVDs I picked up was Legacy, Henzo Gracie. And they have the, the, the you know, one of the, the bits that's documented is the ADCC where Marcelo blew through everybody and Henzel was one of the people he beat. Mm-hmm. And then he went to the absolute division and made it to the freaking finals. And Marcelo's probably smaller than me. Is he lighter than I am? I don't know about right that. Right around the same. He was lighter, I mean, but yeah. I mean, I'm like 153, and he's around, like he's probably shorter than I am and around that. And how he was just smashing these heavyweights. And that's why I love Marcelo Garcia. It's just technique over everything. You know, it's just brains over whatever you got to throw at me. I'm going to be calm, and I'm just going to do it absolutely right. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, that motivates the hell out of me. Yeah. Well, that and just, like, his trust in, in his he, abilities. He trusts his abilities, yeah. And, that, and you're like, oh, he trusts that. Like, I can trust that, and blah, blah, blah. You know, yeah, he, just, he, knows, he knows what works and knows how, to, how he gets it to work. But then he also doesn't say anything bad about anyone. I love the no trash to. talk. He doesn't have to. Always smiling. Always, yeah. you know. Because why not? You it know. seems like this. everyone nowadays wants to, like, try and take a stance on something, like, prove something to someone. Like, I can't just be nice to people. Like, yeah, why not just... Take yeah. a stance on kindness. <laughs> yeah. Thank Don't you. be a dick. You can be kind and rip limbs off at the same yeah. time. It's fine. Why not? It's, there's no difference. <laughs> I think jujitsu is... I don't think MMA has that right now. It did, but it doesn't yeah. now. I, certain people are... Certain people have that in MMA. As a whole, it used to. Right. It used to be a very like respectful, cool thing. Mm-hmm. And then just kind of fell apart. I mean, everyone wants to blame Conor McGregor for that, but it was nah. happening before Conor. <laughs> that was, that was, look yeah. back at the first yeah. season of The Ultimate Fighter. Yeah, I mean, I, that <laughs> it was, was yeah, it was nuts. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of, it, that didn't bleed into the sport for, that was still, that wasn't all the sport, right. but it sort of eventually the, became the that. The reason was because it took the reality show template of, like, find personalities, and then 
Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, I have to be a personality to succeed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that turn and some people sort of, dicks. And then eventually you get to Conor McGregor, who was a reaction to that. And was like, I'm really good. But if I say a lot of shit, great. <laughs> then I can make a lot of money being really good. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, can't hate on him for that, man. No, yeah. and that's the thing that everyone, <laughs> everyone like hates on him for. I'm like, no way. When he started fighting, he was on social security. He was, he was shit. literally, yeah, he was literally on like, on like welfare. Yeah, and had nothing. And he found he was a good fighter. He was gritty, this, that, whatever. But on top of it, he had like. A, uh, a remarkable personality to Yeah, he was good on the mic, man. He found he could just say some cool shit and people would listen and either hate him or love him and then he took the Floyd Mayweather approach and then made the Mayweather fight actually happen. He did things that uh, most people said wouldn't. Uh, and like right now, even now, he's still hated for it. But like down the, down the line, you know, 10, 20 years from now, they're like, oh shit. <laughs> nah, man, I think once that all shakes out and you find out who he really is as a person... I think he's probably a better human being than anyone knows. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, he's his family set. Yeah. And he's very subtly made that known of, like, his parents. They're cool. They're done. They're fine. His, you know, wife and kid, boom, good. Like, he's got extended family members that he is very quietly taking care of. I mean, yeah, with, I mean, oh. I th- that's the thing. I think he has his persona and his personality and puts it out there, but he also, like, compartmentalizes and protects his protects his you know who's he really yeah. is because i mean that's a cool motivational thing too is just separate exactly but yeah. again it breaks down to what he's doing love yeah <laughs> love love yeah you know none of it's like it all breaks down to it people want to make money so they can have you know enough things to take care of their family or this that like if people get wrapped up in the wrong shit working too much this that whatever but mm. it's all for love it's all through love yeah it's all for love at some point yeah and it's just how do you steer it um and I mean, I guess we have a podcast. Yeah, that's what we do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's just a project of love. Yeah, I mean, from that. <laughs> and I mean, yeah, I mean, that's how the podcast came about. Is we just sit around and drink coffee, and you were like, "Man, we should tape this." There I was is. like, "All right, let's yeah. tape this." <laughs> but I mean, you look at that, you're like, "It's like the Thursday thing." It's like, "Why? Why are you doing that? Or why is this?" Like, because Thursday. Because it's, it's Thursday. That's what I do. That's what we do. Yeah, it's cool. That's what we do. Yeah, it's not necessarily might not be the most normal thing or whatever, but what is normal though, exactly. bro? What is normal? Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to just jump in the herd and bitch with everyone else. Mm-mm. I want to bitch on a podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's constructive bitching. Yeah, yeah. Well, then to that point, like, who else are you gonna talk to? Who else is gonna understand, man? Exactly. I, I got nobody else that's gonna understand right. anything we talk about. So uh, there's just. That's how I, you know, anymore, like, I make friends just by, like, identifying, like, oh, they've, yeah, they've experienced some of the same shit. So yeah. weird cues and struggles through conversation, but yeah. yeah. Or even, just, I mean, we all tend to go to the negative struggle bit. Like, mm-hmm. this bad shit happened to me and bad shit happened to you. But all the positive stuff's in common, too. Like, off air, when we were talking about how the only way I, I know how to get anything done is through martial arts. But not just through training, but through the community. Yeah. Of the school. And there's a lot of things we're trying to do behind the scenes that are from just asking people we train with. Mm -hmm. You know, that was the the inspiration for the face kick, face kick friends motivated that. And then other things we're trying to do was people we know, can you help me out with this? Can you show me this? And that's, that's, that was like a very organic introduction to like networking and like what it was. Cause like, you hear the word. mm -hmm. But yeah, that's that's what networking is. Yeah. But I'm like, 
in my brain, I'm like, what the fuck are you, like, why, like, you know, or, mm-hmm. like, and, and it was just, like, an overcomplication for me, and then in my head, I'm like, oh, I just, like, ask someone, like, what they're doing, and, like, if they can help me, like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because everyone wants to do, like, the business networking thing, where you give people your card, and then hope they call you. Yeah, it's like, whereas, uh, how about, like, you're my friend, Yeah. uh, I'm passionate about this, you see that I'm passionate about this, help me out, maybe I'll hook you up with something, help me out, right? Like, yeah, and even just, you know, not hooking people up with anything, it's just... You roll, it goes back to the whole rolling with people thing. If you train together, there's a connection there that you're not going to get from a cocktail luncheon. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And day in, day out, where they're sweating with each other. And and then you have this friend from jiu-jitsu, from training, that you otherwise a, would not know. That has a professional background. That has this whole crazy professional background of skills you don't have but could use. Mm-hmm. You're like, can you help me out? And they're like, of course I can help you out. You know, and then someone comes to you and, you know, they need help and you have a skill set that can help them. And you're like, yeah, I got you. But it's, the connection is stronger because you train together. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think that, that, I mean, again, like I would, personally, I have just like that wall in my way. I'm like, oh, why would I ask them that? Is that whatever? But if we've right, like trained together or rolled together. The wall's up, dude. Gone. Yeah. Can you do this? Can we help this out? You know, like, let's get some rolling. So. Yeah. Um, just like the way my personality is, like jujitsu helped me overcome that aspect to mm-hmm. get yeah, shit me too. done. <laughs> yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Um, like it, it starts with, "Hey, you want to roll?" Yeah. Slap, bump, roll, sweat in each other's mouths. Yeah. Hey, what do you do for work? Oh, I do this. Months later, like, oh, I got this. Can you help me with that? And then no, nice like, little yeah friendship bond, starts, whatever. It starts rolling, man. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Exactly. And that's how freaking podcast was born. And that's how the podcast came to be. Exactly. Uh-huh. Um, the oh yeah, uh-huh. um, the Arnold Classic was last week. Yeah, how'd that go? It was great. I felt wonderful. Yeah, Body I saw. Felt good. I saw one of your matches. Yeah. I was um, like, who's that guy with all the hair? Yeah. Oh, it's my Cheney. <laughs> um, I had five five fights and oh nice subbed four people. Very cool. And only lost in the finals by like two or three points I think <gasps> um, and that's I know like dishonorable zero excuses zero anything <laughs> he beat me but there were five minute rounds if I had like two three more minutes uh, I pull it off nah, but you never know you gotta work within your time limit yeah and but, I, so. I mean how'd you feel um, great yeah well, um, I only I, nothing hurt obviously <laughs> yeah. nothing was in pain I, my breasts were fucked up but um, didn't really bother me Oh, good. Um, but two inside heel hooks, two arm bars. So nice. those were the the highlights. I, my goal was to simply go in. I just wanted as many subs as possible. Oh, uh, that's a good goal. So I got as many subs as possible. <laughs> I mean, yeah, literally. Uh, four out of five ain't yeah. bad. <laughs> um, I was hunting for subs on the fifth one. I just, yeah, just that, that was that. So, that's cool. But yeah, it's super fun. And it was on the grappling industry stuff, so... And I, I like their rule sets. Um, their rule set, their way they run. Yeah, they, very they, good. they're very they're good. They're really on they point. They have another tournament in like April 13th in Chicago I want to try and go to. Oh, yeah, like I heard a lot of people talking about the, con- the yeah. Chicago one, yeah. It's like the OSO or whatever. Cool. Yeah. Oh. And um, I don't know, speaking of motivation, of I have 
I have not been enough your strength and conditioning coach lately, and I feel bad about that. I've been doing the same. I've been doing mixing and matching what we've been doing. Yeah, um, it's working for you. Yeah, I haven't stopped. Like it's always been. It's been compounding. Like, okay. Um, well. Since day one to now, like I mix in different things, but um, recently I've just like I still do my posture stuff. Um, but like the ball stuff we did last time. Oh yeah, have you integrated any of that? Yep, all of that. Uh, I did that this morning. Uh, pipes. I mean, all of that stuff. Oh. All the murder bike stuff. Like that's sprinkled into my weekly routine. Yeah, like, that's my day. That was my day this morning. Yeah, <laughs> all that stuff. <laughs> like that's sprinkled in throughout <clears throat> everything. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. Mm. So I mean, I don't need weeks and weeks and weeks of programming from me. So it's all good. Oh, very <laughs> good. The foundation has been laid. Yeah. Uh, very cool. Yeah. Um, what I, see? I saw, um, I tried to do a flying triangle. That was another thing. Awesome. Finals match. Nogi? Yeah. Yo. In the finals, <laughs> I was like, I had 30 seconds left. I was down. So I was like, fuck it. Just go for it. There's a hilarious picture of me flying through the air and my hair is like kicking out. Just, <laughs> yeah. And the next one is me falling flat on my ass. <laughs> so, but yeah, it was funny. That's cool. I want to see that photo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, check that but out. It was, a, it was a good day team did great like um it was a lot of a few people like first times a couple people second times like mm. um i was looking really well so yeah. excited overall yeah positive very happy yeah it was a great day oh very good yeah, yeah. can't go wrong with the arnold <laughs> yeah you can <laughs> <laughs> grappling industries is the shining the shiny little well organized yeah. bit of that whole thing dude yeah the Donut. martial arts festival yeah oh it's just I mean I don't know how it is now because grappling industries is separate and then I don't touch any of it now but well, that was the smartest thing the Arnold ever did for as far as the um at least for the grappling chunk of it is when they started when that started it was always someone else running it mm-hmm it was a separate thing and it was someone this is the third or fourth organization that i can remember running the grappling thing but it's always the biggest tournament it's always the on time tournament and i mean i'm talking 10 years in a row of going to the arnold of and i would go watch my friends grapple and it was always awesome and then if i had any had any friends in anything else they were just pissed yeah and like you know i took two teams there probably seven or eight years apart in Taekwondo and both times were horrible. Yeah. They sucked. And so I don't know if that's gotten better, <clears throat> but yeah, as a whole, it's too many people in one room <laughs> yeah. for, for my taste. But uh, the grappling has always sucked up a huge chunk of that room mm-hmm. and it, it made it better for them, which I always enjoyed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they, I'm trying to think. Of, they put it kind of like in the far back corner of the massive mm-hmm. uh, concourse or whatever. Like last year, it was in like one of the separate halls, and then this year it was on like the main floor again. Oh, back on the main floor. Yeah, ah, but so. it was tucked back in the corner, so like they had their own space and stuff. And, like they put warm up mats and stuff. It was actually pretty. Oh, nice that's thing. cool. Because in the past, they'd stuck it right up front where you walk into yeah, Hall C, right. and that it sucked. still worked well. But it sucked. Like it wasn't any place for to stand and watch or warm yeah. up or anything. Yeah. Yeah, that was rough. But if they if they tuck it away, that's even better. Yeah, it was dope. <coughs> um, but yeah. The I coordinated the Muay Thai event one year, and that was just Ooh. mayhem. It's a nightmare to coordinate mayhem. a tournament, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've done that before. I don't think I'll do that ever again. That's a, it's even painful. If they gave, if you, even if they gave me a ton of cash up front, maybe then, but 
Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a hard thing to do to run a tournament, man. Oh, dude, it's rough. It's really, it's difficult. There's a lot that goes into it. Yeah. Oh. And, like, I was 18 or 19 at the time, so, like, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. <laughs> yeah, you just figured out on the fly. Yeah, yeah and I was like, well, <laughs> we're doing it. But everyone was matched up. Everyone fought. So yeah, Close enough. You can't complain that much, I guess. Yeah. Never saw a dime. Of course not. Supposed to. Of course not. Fuck me. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, you know, it was internship. <laughs> you were the free intern. <laughs> not by choice. <laughs> oh, or was it? Or was it by mm, choice? I don't know. I don't at know. that point, it was a rough one. Uh, <laughs> is that the, it was like on a down downward slope? On the downslide. So. Yeah. I don't know. That's another episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but for a rainy day. Yeah. <laughs> but wrapping up, man. Yeah. I mean. We've kind of hit lots of different aspects of being motivated. But if I say for you, and say taking in your awesome silver medal performance, how do you move forward off of that? So I was testing a lot of stuff leading up to this one, I guess. Just mm-hmm. kind of like how I was organizing things and structuring things in my life just to see like how it would work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it worked out really well. Right, so, so kind of make that a benchmark and move on add on experiment from there that's always been the case for me like post tournament so like I'm always motivated after tournaments like Uh. I don't have issues like I don't like to take like sometimes if I'm injured I'll take time off after but like if not I'm I'm back in there the next day trying to like work through some stuff like um, I always I find myself even if I win lose whatever like I'm gonna go train the next day again like that's gonna be there no matter what but the I mean, competition obviously is like a good motivator too mm. um, having to fight another human being <laughs> yeah nothing like fighting someone who wants to you know take your head off yeah but then there's like the after after that like what about after do you feel yeah. up do you feel down this that whatever do you yeah. keep going like do you stop mm. do you fall off the earth like no mm. just go back and keep training yeah but I mean I guess as a as a reflection of all the different changes you've been making over say the past year of trying to lay things in place and you know move in a good direction and lay down sort of a pattern of of daily and weekly habits of to get better. I think it seems like it's paying off. Oh yeah, huh. absolutely. And just like knowing that and starting to be able to organize it and execute that discipline is what it isn't. It doesn't seem like discipline to me. Oh, nice. Um, but that's what's giving me my freedom. And that's what I'm like, okay, I need this. I need more of that. So yeah. then it makes me fuel. Well, security in the outcome frees your brain up, man. Yeah. Yeah, quite yeah. a bit. If you know that everything you do leads up to a, a I'm going to show up on this day, you know, gold medals are not guaranteed, mm-hmm. but good performances can be. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so if you know, like, everything I'm doing actually does lead to a quality day then it takes a ton of stress off of it absolutely you know that pressure is sort of alleviated in a lot of ways and Uh, being busy and like having other outlets and different things like podcasts or you know just different aspects that are mm -hmm. still in the realm it keeps me in the umbrella so that like i'm I'm not like spending time away from it so it like triggers that anxiety response yeah I'm not like you know having like fear you know FOMO or anything like I'm still in it and doing something that can be constructive for it so um, but at the same time, it's, it's a different thing. It's, yeah, it's a different angle, so it it takes it doesn't takes away the burnout aspect. Yeah, exactly, uh. and that's been something too. Because like, uh, some days you got to teach a lot, and you know, like some days you have to train a lot. Is mm. that whatever? So balancing that too has been, and learning how to do that, and just like making that fun. So, yeah, 
Which is, you've definitely, you've started to really hit on. The yeah. balance is getting good. Yeah, now it's great and uh, big stuff coming. So. Yeah, yeah. Keep your eyes peeled, everyone. Coffee regular coming your way. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be so tasty. Yeah. But all right, y'all. It's, it's the end. I think that's up for this week. All right. Stay motivated. Yeah, stay motivated. <laughs> Keep your coffee regular, folks. Always. Peace in.